0: Thank you so much for checking out the Connect Church podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired by this week's sermon. So let's jump right in and check out this week's message. We are so grateful that you are here. I want to share with you a passage of scripture as we open up our time in preaching the word in Bible study today. And that comes out of 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. In 2 Timothy, oh, let's see here. Uh-oh. I may get Pastor Zach up here just for a moment uh, to help me try to get this thing. It just didn't want to work today. Let me read you this passage. It says this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Listen to that. Not a spirit of fear, but of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. I want to remind you of something today of all days. That God's power is not diminished if we physically are separated, but for a small season. Don't forget the power of God that is prayer no matter where we find ourselves. Don't forget the very power of God that is his spirit in each of us that binds us together as a church in Christ. Don't forget God's power is even effective as we gather in our homes across the community. We love so much as his church. And by the way, it is with a sound mind, strengthened by the love of our neighbors in our community, that as a church we made this tough, this tough decision. Fear not even on the radar, but faithfully loving our neighbor as Christ has called us to do. Uh, The the neighbor who's older with some health concerns that isn't able to fight off a virus like COVID-19 the neighbor who's had cancer or some other medical condition that has hit their immune system pretty hard it's the neighbor with special needs that does, especially doesn't need COVID-19 on their plate hey we love you neighbors and so just for a moment I thought I'd just stop just to pray over our community just for a minute together can we do that? Why don't you gather in the kids just for a moment? Maybe wake up your husband who maybe you sleep on the couch, but, but let's just gather in for a moment. Maybe grab hold of the hands of those in the room with you. And if you're uh, by yourself, man, just, let's just offer up this time to the Lord. And so Father, in the midst of, of so much uncertainty, Father, we are certain of this. We are certain of your great love for us. We are certain that you are not dethroned in seasons like this, but all the more you sit a throne in control father not taken off guard got ready to move into work in the lives of your people and so father i pray for every family life's a little bit different today It looks a little bit different tomorrow a little less known that father that your peace which your word teaches us that passes that transcends all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in christ jesus Father, we love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, so let's do this, can I church, just for a moment. Let's have a family meeting. So come in just a little bit, okay? I, I want you to catch this. You ready? You're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay as a community. It will not always be like this I think of our church and I think from funny memes that are posted on social media to buying hundreds of rolls of toilet paper um, still to this day no one knows why to people who are practicing social distancing here this morning we have the gambit of emotions that runs through the life of our church concerning COVID-19 or the corona virus but here's what I want you to know that we care for each of you not only spiritually and emotionally, but physically as well here at Connect Church. We are not fearful. I am not afraid of this virus. Our faith strengthens even, even in the face of things that are unknown. I Think of it this way. You ready? We are not panicked, but we are prepared to love Jesus, our neighbors, and our community at the same time. I want to share a thought with you that I shared just the, just the other day, and that is this. That the church is not closed, only the building. You, the church, are alive, you are well, and here's the deal. You ready? Let's keep it that way. Thank you, Zach. Let's keep it that way. And maybe perhaps by God's providence and God's design. The last two weeks, we have been preaching through a series that really has prepared us for this time of uncertainty. Two weeks ago, we looked in Acts chapter 12, asking this question Now, what do we do when things just don't make sense? What do we do when nothing makes sense around us? You know, we talked about praying makes sense. You know what else we pointed to? Trusting the sovereignty of God. That God is on his throne and in control. You know, that makes sense. And last week, we uncovered that there is a prescription from God that goes to heal and cure the madness that is busy in our lives. And you know what that prescription is? Rest. And now it seems fit that God has allowed time in our schedules to put into practice resting in Jesus. Remember Jesus's invitation. And by the way, let's take him up on it in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and Jesus said this, that I will give you rest. Let's take him up on that invitation today. I love a famous quote that's going around, especially these days from A.W. Tozer. He says this, in a world that is filled with fear, The church must be fearless. Hey, by the way, we will be fearless in praying, not fearful in panicking. We will be fearless in loving our neighbor, not just in stockpiling stuff for ourselves. We will be fearless in taking this time to point our families, our neighbors, our communities to Jesus. We are fearless as a church. I'm reminded of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10 verse 28. He says, do not be afraid of those who can kill the body. You know, like pandemics and plagues, disasters, disease, criminals, and even in some cases, COVID-19. Don't be afraid of that which can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one the Bible says who can destroy both soul and body in hell. I I want you to hear me, church. There is an infection far more insidious, a disease far more deadly, a virus far more venomous, a pandemic far more powerful than COVID-19. And its name is sin, unlike the current pandemic. We have the cure for sin. His name, Jesus. His title, Savior. His effectiveness, 100% of a cure rate. Because of Jesus, we are a rescued people in a broken world. You know, just this past week, I had the opportunity with my daughters to meet up with a precious young lady by the name of Paisley. She's 10 years old, she's an identical twin. Her sister was there with her. But Paisley has cancer. Cancer that's already taken her leg. A cancer that has threatened to take her very life. We got called from a friend in our community to come and just pray with her as she was in town. She was been at St. Jude's and just a precious family and a precious young lady. Well, when I went to go meet Paisley, I had my daughters with me. And we had a chance just to, to put our hands on her shoulder and just to pray over her, for God to, to bring healing to her body, to God, for God to strengthen her and to encourage her. And what I began to see in the days since, and this was just a couple days ago, they'd had some family photos that were taken and, and made together. And you know, in every one of those pictures, this precious 10-year-old girl, battling cancer, Paisley, was smiling you see paisley has cancer but cancer doesn't have paisley jesus does and that is the very hope that all of us in christ have no matter the fear that that fights for our attention our fear doesn't have us jesus does so how is it that you and i Fight against fear whether it's pandemics whether it's disease whether it's disaster or whether it's anxieties that we have about a, a vast array of many different things how is it that you and I how we fight fear now if you're taking notes this is a good place to start you ready the first thing you and I do is we look to Jesus we look to Jesus the psalmist says in Psalm 121 verse 1 that I lift my eyes into the hills Where does my help come from? He asked my help comes from the the Lord, the maker of both heaven and earth. You ready? Church, I want you to hear me. Turn off the news. Stop scrolling for a moment. When this live stream is over, break away from the screen and hear me look. To Jesus I am amazed that in my own walk with Christ that I am never fearful when I look to Jesus but I am often fearful when I watch the news when I scroll through Facebook at times like this when I'm glued to a screen stay informed with the situation at hand but hear me don't be immersed by it don't be immersed into it Feed your faith with prayer and the word and starve your fear. And here's how you and I starve fear. You ready? We look to Jesus. But not only do we fight fear by looking to Jesus, we fight fear by longing with creation. By longing with creation. Watch this in Romans chapter 8, verse 20. The creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him, meaning God who subjected it, in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Here, listen to me. The longing I speak of is shared with all creation for the day that disease, disaster, and death are no more. Hear me, believer, in this world, yes, even fellow believers die in disasters and with disease, but in Christ, the sting of death is gone, as 1 Corinthians fifteen five reminds us. We long with all, cre- with all of creation for the day where Jesus will fix everything that is broken. But as we long we look to jesus we do as the author of hebrews reminds us we fix our eyes on jesus the author the perfecter of our faith you know what else we do not only do we look to jesus not only do we long with creation but hear me we love our neighbor we love our neighbor matthew 22 verse 37 through 39 jesus was being asked what is the greatest of the commandments and Jesus said this love the Lord your God in a sense with everything he says with all of your heart with all of your soul and with all of your mind this is the first and the greatest commandment and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself let, let me tell you why we love our neighbor you ready even in uncertain times here's why we love them because Jesus loves your neighbor Jesus cares for your neighbor instead of cowardice the church is to love our neighbor with great courage and great compassion. And leading up to eventually going all digital this Sunday morning, I studied the church throughout the past 2,000 years of its history. The various pandemics and plagues that the church had faced and how church fathers and leaders had handled such times. I ran across an incredible article that outlined back in 1527 when the bubonic plague hit Wittenberg, Martin Luther, the great Protestant reformer, refused calls on him to flee his city and to protect himself from the plague. Rather, he stayed in his city and he ministered to the sick. Hey, by the way, I'm not likening COVID 19 to the bubonic plague. Trust me, what they faced at that time was even a far greater and more terrifying crisis but watch what happened when the church faced an uncertainty before them, and listen to what Martin Luther said he said this instead of leading remember this we die at our post Christian doctors he said cannot abandon their hospitals Christian governors cannot flee their districts Christian pastors cannot abandon their congregation the plague does not dissolve our duties it turns them into crosses and he said this for Christians it is better that we should die serving our neighbor than surrounded in a pile of masks we never got a chance to use it sounds a whole lot like today and trust me church the call here today is is not to die for your neighbor but to love your neighbor not to respond to what's happening around us with cowardice but as a church to go forth with great courage and compassion with one another. So let me bring this story into 2020, you ready? Here's the challenge. Share your toilet paper. Share your stockpile of food. Love your neighbor. And last of which, not only do we look to Jesus, not only do we along with all of creation, and not only do we love our neighbor, but hear me church, Live life. Live life. Remember 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. But hear me, in Christ, we have power. We have a spirit of love. And we have a spirit that is, is characterized by a sound mind. Listen, it is a sound mind that avoids large gatherings at times when when community spread could take place it's of a sound mind that you wash your hands the best that you can it's of a sound mind that if you're sick and stay away from other people right all of those things are done with a sound mind but also it is with a sound mind that we put it all in on Jesus that we trust in him with everything that we have that we are not given to fear but we you and I are strengthened by our faith. Don't buy into the hype of what's going on. Buy into the hope that's found in Christ and Christ alone. No matter what happens around us, there is something far worse than actual pandemic. You ready? And that is the crippling fear that a pandemic can produce. We fight fear with faith. We fight panic with prayer and we fight terror with truth. Church, I want to challenge you today. Look to Jesus. I want to challenge you to long with creation for the day that Jesus takes what is broken and he fixes it because we see him already doing that in our hearts and our lives. Love your Neighbor, let kindness and compassion be far greater than fear and panic and live life. If you study the churches throughout history in the times of bubonic plagues and other plagues that have plagued so many civilizations, you will find that soon after, the church, the kingdom of God explodes onto the scene. Why? Because what Martin Luther said was taking effect. Christians were loving and meeting the needs of their neighbors. And by doing so, they were able to point people, they were able to point their neighbor to Jesus. I want to close with this this morning. Hattie loves to be held. Just a few days ago in our community, tornadoes ripped through Middle Tennessee and brought unbelievable devastation. I ran across a story that maybe you had seen. It was posted by a a youth pastor by the name of Matt in Putnam County. And he says this about his daughter, Hattie. Ever since she was born, Hattie loved being held. In her four and a half years, she has slept with Macy, Matt's wife, She has slept with Macy and I nearly every single night. And she sleeps close to us. She wants to feel you, her daddy says. Early on Tuesday morning, March 3rd, Hattie wound up in my bed once again. She was asleep between my wife and I. When all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, Macy's phone went off, alerting us to a, a tornado warning in Putnam County. She immediately woke me up where I quickly turned on the TV. There Dan Thomas from Channel 4 was on the news and the first words I heard alerted those of us in our area to take cover. He says we immediately grabbed Hattie out of the bed and began running running as fast as possible to Lainey's room to grab her out of the crib. My wife Macy grabbed Lainey. I had Hattie. We hit the floor. And the sound around us was unlike anything we've ever heard before. deafening silence. As soon as we hit the ground with our girls, the tornado hit. Everything was collapsing and going up around us. He said, I was yelling as loud as I could. I don't even remember what, what I said or even if I said words at all. But my yells and my pleas for my girls just to hang on. He says, the four of us were relocated by the storm to somewhere around our front yard, we think. We were in the dirt. We were under debris, but we were together. He says, I remember neighbors helping to dig us out. We still had a hold of our girls. Our neighbors knew we were hurt. And so they came over and they took Hattie and they took Lainey into their arms. Our girls never touched the ground. But when they took Hattie from my arms, she was already gone. And this dad, Matt said every interaction we had that night was with God's people, from his neighbors to those helping out. He says the church saved our life. And he writes, we are in living in the tension of devastation and love. Words do not do justice for how we feel for Hattie. The pain is unbearable at times. And it's present all the time. We have also been overwhelmed, he said. With love and support from all over, thank you for your prayers. We have seen God this week in the lives of so many. God worked through so many of his people Tuesday mornings. And he ended his post with this. Every night before bed, Macy would read Hattie's a story. Monday night after they had finished reading, Hattie looked up at Macy, as she often does after story time. Hattie would rather talk than sleep. She told her, Mommy, I can see Jesus. And he's wearing all white. And her daddy wrote that Hattie could see more clearly than the rest of us. Before we knew that Jesus was going to hold her that night, she did. We do not believe the Lord took our girl from us. We believe that he is holding our girl for us. And Hattie loves to be held. Church, I can't I can't promise you disease and disaster won't be a part of your story. But I do know one who's able to hold you now and forever. His name is His name is Jesus. And so today if you find yourself fearful Maybe it's not COVID-19. Maybe it's something else. Broken relationships, a broken heart. Sin that is so easily entangled. If you are fearful, look to Jesus. Along with creation. Love your neighbor. And live life. And you ready? Let Jesus hold you